0: If you have your bibles for just a few moments, Matthew chapter 17. I'm going to read to you a verse of scripture that when I begin, it's going to ring a note of familiarity. And so please before you tune me out, hear me out. Amen. I believe God wants to speak to us today in a very special special way felt it last night before I left here and again this morning early. Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20. Just a portion of an incident that had happened to the disciples, but it is the telling portion. And the scripture reads this way, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. That was the answer to a question in verse 19. Why could not we cast him out? Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. Verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, You shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Man, that's that's pretty powerful. He attributes something. That he alone can do to your life and mine. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too hard for him. And yet in this scripture he said. If you will have faith as a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain. Remove. And it shall remove. Amen. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. What to do when you're facing a mountain? And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I read something this past week that. Got down in my spirit, and the more I thought about it, the more it worked on me, and I tried to get my hands around what the writer had said. But a uh, a person, Marcel Proust, said that the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new lands but in seeing with new eyes. Think about that. That the voyage of real discovery consists not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. And ever since I read that, I have been praying that God would help me to see with new eyes. Because I am well aware that my vision can be impaired by many things. My vision could be impaired because of problems in my health. I am finding that the older I get, the poorer my eyes work. And uh, I'm having to squint a lot more and use reading glasses. Life just has a way of doing that to you. And no matter how many surgeries you have, they can't fix some things, and you just have to learn how to live with it. But because of age and a lot of other factors, health problems, your vision can be affected. But I found out that more often than not, what affects my vision the most is familiarity. I remember many years ago when my wife and I were evangelizing, I was making a trip by myself. It was the springtime of the year, and I was driving in East Texas in the early morning, and the trees were in full bloom, and the dogwoods were budding and blooming, and there were colors everywhere, and I thought, man, how beautiful this is. What an awesome place to live. And... <clears throat> I thought, man, man, why don't we have colors like this in Houston? And I'm thinking about you know, how drab the landscape is and went on my way, got through with the revival, and I drove home. And I remember getting up the next morning after coming home and going out in our neighborhood to leave, and suddenly I noticed a dog would hear a red something blooming over here. and it was like something fell off of my eyes, and I looked around in my own neighborhood and I thought, "Wow, look at all that I have been missing, because I had grown so accustomed to it. And I think perhaps the greatest factor in dealing with the issue of faith in our life is the familiarity of things that we get used to seeing life a certain way. And we get to the point where we think that nothing's ever going to change and it's always going to be like this. And so in our mind, the only way to fix the problem is to find new territory. Whether it's a new job or a new neighborhood or a new this or a new that, we're always looking for something new to figure out how to replenish or restore the, the faith in our heart when really what needs to happen, we just need our eyes to be touched so we can see with new eyes. Because all of us are blessed far more than we realize. And all of us are in a place today where we can be made better. And what could you ask for more in life than to have the opportunity to step up or to reach out and take hold of something that will forever change you and forever make your life better. There are many people today that stand before great problems and they ask what can be done. There are people who actually feel defeated this morning because they have been Looking at their mountains so long that that's all that they can see. Many people find that the world is on top of them today. And they feel like they have been put under the, the, the world, so to speak. And so it is often in life. Life seems full of mountainous situations. Things that seem impossible and they intimidate us by their sheer size and volume. Overwhelming situations to which there is no simple answer. What could be bigger than a mountain of trouble? (laughs) What could be more frustrating than a a, a mountain of Of bad news. What could be more troubling to you today than to know that the doctors don't know what to do. Or the lawyer doesn't know what to do. Or your boss doesn't know what to do. What could be more troubling than to be facing a situation this morning that is bigger than you so Jesus directs our attention to a very simple but very profound truth that life can be changed by what you see and by how you see it. And that faith operating in your life can make a world of difference. That if you're not careful, you can look at life in such a jaundiced way That all you see are your problems and what's wrong. And you see all of the faults and the failures of the person uh, that you're dealing with. And you see nothing good. Mountains of struggling disappointment. And so it was that these disciples had come up against a mountain a mountain that seemed insurmountable, a spirit that didn't want to move, a spirit that didn't want to come out. And they did all that they could do, but they had not made it any better. And so Jesus comes down from the mountain of transfiguration where he had been with three of his disciples and he finds this confusion going on. He finds a father begging him to do something. I, I brought this problem to your disciples, but they couldn't help me. And so Jesus turned and he healed the young man and he rebuked the spirit. And when all of it was done, the disciples said, Lord, why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we have seen that happen? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. Because, in just my simple way of putting it, because of the way in which you are looking at this problem. You are seeing a devil that's too big to defeat, you're seeing a giant that's too big to kill instead of a giant that's too big to miss. And there's a world of difference between those two perspectives. There's a difference in how you look at life and how you look at what is before you and what you are facing. And so the Lord brings us through this avenue of faith and this operation of faith in life so that we can learn how To deal with those mountainous situations that come against us. You see faith is simply the ability to see life through his eyes not yours. Faith is simply the ability to understand that there's more to this than what I see. That there's more to it than what I can understand. And that there is a force and there is a power that is available that will enable you to see things differently. And in seeing them differently, you will respond to them differently. Instead of cowering down before the mountain and saying it will never change, it will never be different. This will never change. Go away. We will never get better. Life is just stuck. It's just always going to be this way. I'm always going to have this problem. I'm always going to struggle with these issues. Am I talking to anybody yet? We stand before this mountain and we allow that mountain to consume us. We allow what is against us to so overwhelm us that that's all we can see. And faith is nothing more than holding out for a better verdict on life than what you're seeing at the present moment. It's saying, you know what? All I see is a problem. All I see are things that we can't get over. But there's more to it than just that. And faith is simply the ability to see life through another set of lenses, the lens of the spirit, not of the flesh. And it is that vision, it is that ability to see life from that perspective that can turn the table in life. That no matter what you're facing or dealing with or what you're struggling with in your life, That when you come to that problem in a spirit of faith or in a confidence that though you don't know what to do, God does. And though you don't have an answer for it, God does. And though what you see is is limited, God's vision is unlimited. And I choose to live by his perspective and his vision of my life rather than what I'm seeing at the present moment. Because what I see at the present moment is just impossible. And I don't need a new location. I don't need a new job per se. I don't need a new house. I just need new eyes to see what is available to me right where I am. Because you don't have to go to the other side of the world to find an answer from God. You can find it right here in this service this morning. You may have come in with your shoulders stooped over and bent down by the load and overwhelmed by what's before you, and you may be dragging in your tracks, but somehow before this service is over, your eyes can be lifted high enough that you can see beyond the mountain to a God that made the mountain and that's bigger than the mountain, and it will make you rise up and say, You know what? With God, nothing shall be impossible. And I'm going to put my life in his hands and let him work it out. You see, faith will turn the table in life and it will put you on the path to victory. It will put you in a place where you are the head and not the tail. Where you are above and not beneath. Where you are the master not being mastered. That's what faith does. It puts you in step with God's plan for your life. That's what faith does. It puts you in step with God's purpose for your life. You know what? I'm not saying that all bad things that happen in life are not intended. God lets a lot of things happen. And God... Allows a lot of things to happen. But none of those things happen without his permission. So that means if I'm going through it. God intended for it to bring something out of me. And so instead of me fighting this. Why don't I allow God to touch me and help me and understand. That there's a purpose in what I'm doing here. And whatever it is God you're trying to get out of me or nurture out of me. I want you to be able to do that and so I'm going to put my future, I'm going to put my in. I'm going to put the days that are ahead, I'm going to put them in your hands and I'm going to let you work it out. He said you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. I've always been amazed by that statement because he is simply telling me that it's not in the size of your faith but the seed of faith. It's not in the size of your faith. It's in the seed of faith that things begin to happen. It's not how much faith you have. It is the simple fact that you have faith. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. It's not the amount of it but the fact of it that will change your situation. There's some people that are struggling with things today, and you say, well, Brother Hughes, I just don't understand. I just don't have enough faith. Well, how much is enough? I mean, how much is enough? According to what Jesus said, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, that's the smallest seed probably known. Uh, or at least it, it was in reference to the smallest. But what he simply said was, the smallest amount of faith can move the biggest problems in your life. That you don't have to have a mountain of faith to meet a mountain of problems. That's how powerful faith is. If you just say, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. That's enough faith. That doesn't sound very strong to me. It sounds kind of weak. You know, I, I can understand people. I have faith. Bless God, I believe anything God says. But then the guy that comes along said, "Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief." He doesn't sound too sure of himself. But you know what? That amount of faith is sufficient to get something moving in your life. You you, you say, "Well, brother, I don't know how to do that." Well. How did you get up this morning? How, how did you get here this morning? Anybody walk? Anybody? Anybody fly? I mean, literally. <laughs> no. You got up, and probably the first thing you did was reach over and flip a switch. Why'd you do that? Because you pay the electric bill. And you have faith that when you do that, that happens. You got in your car and you put a key in the ignition and you turned it on. You didn't wonder, probably, I don't think you probably wonder, I hope this thing starts today. You didn't even think about it. You just put it in. And you turned it. How many of you understand internal combustion? Anybody understand that? A few of you. This guy, this cat right here doesn't. Some kind of explosion happens in those cylinders and those pistons. How could something like that happen in such a small space without blowing up completely? And yet, that internal combustion causes pistons to move. And a piston move calls something else the crankshaft to move and the crankshaft calls the wheels to the transmission all all of it do you realize what all has to happen when God begins to work in your life and yet in a moment of time in an instant of time when you say God I believe you I trust you I put my confidence in you all of those things that are necessary to get things moving in your life start moving and the only way you're ever going to get it to move is to have faith. Because that's the only thing that moves mountains. Mountains that we're talking about. Not literal, but spiritual and mental and emotional. Do you realize that in one word or, or, or in the simple? when Do you realize when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. What all had to happen for him to come out of that grave? I mean, he'd been dead four days. I know you are nurses. What happens to a body in four days when it's when it's dead? What happens to a body four days dead? Rigor mortis. What is that? That's when it stiffens up. How quick does rigor mortis happen? How many? A few hours. The blood. What happens to the blood? It coagulates. If you don't have a, if, if they don't do a. An auto, I mean, a, a, what do they call that? Embalm. Blood coagulates. It, that means it gets thick like jelly. It doesn't flow. All the vessels start collapsing. The skin starts to deteriorate. So when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Things too innumerable for this mind to even understand started popping into, started moving. That's what I'm talking about. You can't even comprehend with the slightest amount of confidence in God what starts moving in the world and in your life. When you just simply say, God, I trust you that you're going to get me through this. I trust you that you're going to see me through whatever it is I'm going through. Blood that was coagulated. And, and had become, even in a hardened state, started liquefying and started flowing through the body. And it happened like that. I mean, it didn't take him four days to get him back there. He didn't have to put a pump in there. and, and The lungs that had collapsed. And the blood vessels that had started to deteriorate and the skin that had started to sag and droop and turn cold and blue, all of a sudden flush. The blood starts flowing and the heart starts pumping and the lungs start moving and the muscles start reacting and the brain starts operating so that he can move his arms and legs. All of that happened when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And when you just have a little faith in God, he can cause the same thing to happen in your life. He can make things start moving. He can bring life back where there was death. I'm going to hurry on. Faith will affect three things. This is three things the Lord gave me that I want to share with you. Faith will affect what you feel. Impossible or possible. That's what faith will affect, how you feel about it. Faith will affect the emotions that run through your mind. Those emotions that just tear you apart. In the morning you feel like, okay, we're going to do this by the midday. You just know it's, it's just no use. Faith keeps those feelings under control so that your mind continually remembers and speaks possible, 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 possible. Mountain comes up, possible. It's going to move, it's going to move, it's going to move, it's going to move. When is it going to move? It's going to move. I don't know how long, how, what. I just know it's going to move. I know that much about God that he will keep his word. And if he said, if you have faith, And say to this mountain, be thou moved, it will be moved and I am convinced that that's exactly what will happen. But faith will affect your feelings. It will affect the way you feel about your problems, about the way you feel about your home or your job or your your situation. It will make you understand that all things are possible. To him that believes, all things are possible. And the next thing it will affect is what you see. You will either see a mountain or you're going to see movement. (laughs) And I made up my mind, I'm tired of looking at the mountain. I need to see some movement. I think I've told you this before, but there were three preachers standing around one day talking about funerals and that kind of stuff and one of them said, well, what would you like for people to say over you when you, when you die? And the guy said, well, you know, I'd like for them to say I was a good preacher and, and that, that, that uh, I studied the Word and I, I was a student of the Bible and I was a good teacher, preacher. Another guy said, well, you know, I, 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 I want that. But he said, really, I want people to know that I was a good family man. I was godly and, and I led my family right because if I can't lead my family right, how can I lead the flock of God? And they all agreed, and and the other. They looked at the third guy, and they said, "What do you want to say about you?" I want him to say, "I think he's moving." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want people talking about what I look like. I want to talk about something moving. I I don't want to go through life looking at everything as dead or about to die. I want to understand that there's still life, and where there is life, there's hope. And when God is available, anything can. Happen in my life. So what are you looking for this morning? Are you looking for a mountain? or Are you looking for some movement? Amen. Amen. Number three. Faith will affect what you say. And this is probably the most important thing I'm going to tell you this morning. It will affect how you talk. How you talk tells whether the mountain is there or it's moving. Words that come out of your mouth are going to, they're going to confirm or deny the the, the faith that's in your heart. That's why you need to be careful when God begins to move in your life what you proclaim. Because many times we proclaim our own destiny. Amen. You know why some people's Life isn't any better than it is right now because that's all they've said about their life. Your life will never get better by saying negative things about it. Your family will never get better by saying... Your spouse will never get better by saying negative things about them. Your job will never get better by saying negative things about it. So faith will affect what you say. And what he said was, be thou removed. And he became a mountain mover. Now, the Jews understood that statement because it was a common statement in the realm of Jewish philosophy. That there were teachers that had such wisdom and understanding that in their ability to relate knowledge and and wisdom to men that they literally were uprooters or one translator said they were mountain movers because what seemed impossible because of ignorance is now made possible because of knowledge and so Jesus took something that they knew in the natural realm and said let me tell you how it works in the spiritual realm. What seems impossible to the natural eye. When you begin to look at it through my lens. And you begin to look at it through my eyes. All of a sudden that thing that was impossible becomes a possibility. And what was not going to move suddenly begins to move. Amen. You begin to see things differently when you start living and operating in faith. What are you facing this morning? What is before you today that's intimidating you or challenging you or mocking you or threatening you? Whatever that mountain is, Jesus gave an answer to how to deal with that mountain. And that answer is, have faith. Amen. Such a simple thing, but such a difficult thing to fulfill. Why? Because we try to make faith something that it's not. Amen. Faith is simply confidence that God's going to keep his word. That's all there is to it. Amen. It's not your feelings. It's not your emotions. It's just a simple fact that God said it, I believe it, and that's where I'm going to stand. And if he said that I could speak to this mountain and it will move, then I am going to start speaking to that mountain and I am going to expect movement. Amen. Come on, let's praise him together right now. Somebody needs to get out some faith this morning and begin to let it operate in your life. Somebody needs to nurture up a little, even if it's a seed of it. If it's just a tiny bit of it, that's that's enough. If you can just have a mustard seed worse this morning, it can begin to transform your life and your situation. And it will change the way you feel. It will change the way you see things. It will change the way you speak about things. Let's stand together. Amen. Amen. You've never done your best until you have asked your Father for his help. And that's what faith is. I read the story of a young boy who was helping his dad one day. They were moving these stones out of a field. And he was a young boy, very small lad. And he worked very diligently and he labored hard all day long. And finally his dad came to see him from his part of the field. And and he he, he said, Dad, look what I've done. I've, I've moved these. But he said, I, I've done the best that I can do. These are just too big for me to move. And his dad looked at him and said, Son, you've never done your best until you've asked me to help you. And so together they picked up those things that he could not move and move. That's all faith is. And just letting God into my situation so that it will change the way I think, change the way I talk, change the way I feel. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here this morning that's facing a mountain that you don't know what to do with? Why don't you start speaking to it? Move. Amen. Move. Move. move how? I don't know I just know it it has to go it has to move amen reach over and take somebody by the hand right now Lord I, I don't even know how to close this message because I feel that struggle of flesh with spirit I feel I feel that struggle of our own carnality and our own weakness with the realities of what is before us. And it's just too hard. It's too difficult. It's too overwhelming. How can faith make any difference in my life? Lord, somehow this morning, would you touch some heart and help them understand that they don't have to know how it works. They just need to let it work. They don't have to have all the answers. They don't have to know all the ins and outs. No more than they know how electricity works or how a combustible engine operates or how many other things in life work we simply trust them that they will work and they will do what they were designed to do God somehow would you help somebody who is weak and trembling today to simply slip their hand in your hand and say God We can walk through this. We can live through this. We can overcome this. I'm tired of being under. I'm ready to be over. Lord, it's time for something to move. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Move. In Jesus' name.